All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Hundred、uh, Books a Year with Kevin. Today,、uh, we're finally going back to do a series.、Um, there is this guy.、Uh, the name is John Bogle,、uh, who just passed away last year.、Uh, rest in peace.、Um, he was the founder of、um, Vanguard, which is probably the most well-known financial institution here in the U.S. Um, and、uh, he started this whole idea of a mutual fund back in the seventies. So he is probably the OG of how we think about investing, at least in the Western world, for the last forty, fifty years. So、uh, I read actually a couple of his books, and then there are a couple of things that I want to dive into with you guys, just to chat about. I think more importantly, the investment philosophy instead of what kind of an investment should you make. I'm gonna say it at the top of the episode. I am not a licensed professional. I used to be, but not anymore. But、um, just I'm not giving you guys any ad-、uh, investment advice. Just sharing my thinking after reading the、uh, common sense investing. Okay, so. Here's what John argues that、uh, is that successful investing is all about common sense, right?、Um, Warren Buffett said it's simple, but it's not easy, which we're gonna get into it, like a bit later. So, the best way to implement this strategy is very easy: is you buy a fund that holds this all market portfolio and hold it forever. Okay. That is the John Bogle's preferred way of investing, the common sense investing, and then we call it the index fund. So, how do you define it, right? So, the definition of an index fund is a basket portfolio that holds many, many eggs. So each egg is quote unquote is a stock, right? So, it's really designed to mimic overall performance. And the traditional index fund is basically represents the entire stock market. Okay, so we talk about the S and P five hundred, like those things. So there's a couple of things that it does. First of all, it eliminates the risk of picking individual stocks, and then the risk of emphasizing a certain market sector not being able to properly diversify, and the risk of manager selection. Okay. So what that means is, it pretty much takes away the human error in terms of a bond or a fund investing, and a traditional index fund is designed to be held for a lifetime, like buy and forget it kind of a thing. So after we talk about that, let's let's chat about a little bit like how the stock market works, right? So. In a nutshell, right, the higher the level of their investment activity, the greater the cost of financial intermediation and taxes, and which ends in the less of the return of the shareholder. So, in a sense, that the more activity that you have within the stock market, the lower the return. And that is kind of like the dual nature of the stock market is that there's there's people that do. What we call day trading or frequent trading, but in reality, for long-term personal investment, just 
like the more passive way, the better. That's kind of like my my take on it. So, how should we kind of distinguish the two idea, right? Like, how do we categorize the essence of a stock return? So we have the investment return, and we have the a specul a speculative return. So the investment return, meaning something more on the enterprise side, right? Where the initial dividends yields on stock plus the subsequent earnings of growth. So this is what we call the intrinsic value of a return for stock, right? Now, secondly, what we have is the speculative return, which means the impacts on changing the P&E uh, ratio, the price slash earning ratio, or the... Uh, stock is trading on how many times of the stock prices of the company revenue, so on and so forth. So in a sense, the investment return is really the formula is dividend yield plus earnings growth. Okay, very, very simple. It's really just based on the company's performance and as an speculative return means P&E change means the impacts of you know changing the CEO and all that stuff. So typically, the market return, we're talking uh, S&P 500 here, is investment return plus a speculative return. And there's only one exception throughout the last century. It's in the 1930s with the Great Depression. But very steadily from 1900 to 2010, the average investment we're looking at is 9%. And as we have a speculative also performance about 0.5%. So the market return for the last century has been around 9.5%. Okay, let me repeat that. The market return for the last century or so on average has been 9.5%. So what is the take-home message, right? The take-home message is very simple is that despite the short-term ups and down, there is no effect on long-term holding. Okay, let me rephrase that. Let me say it one more time. Despite we're going to have the short-term ups and short-term down, in the long-term, it doesn't make any difference. Like it's going to go up 9.5% almost every single year. So John Bogle has actually said that he can have success predicting long-term succeed like there's like a long-term success gradient but for the short term he has no way of knowing right this is what we say timing the market is the least reasonable thing that you can do because if you see okay here's my example right if you see the, the a star market as a as a collection of people's thinking as a collection of people's brain if you see it that way, what that means is how do you expect for yourself? You only have one brain. How can you expect to overperform thousands of the brains, right? It just, you just cannot reasonably agree that one brain is going to beat thousands or if not millions of brains put together. It's impossible, right? And there's another manage, uh, management thinker. His uh, name is Roger Martin. He is the Dean of Management for uh, University of Toronto um, Business School. And he said there's actually only two 
games for investing. The game one is a real market game where there's giant public held company. They compete. They earn real profit. They pay real dividends, and it requires you know a strategy, determination, expertise, innovation, and foresight. And the second game is what we call the expectation market, right? Meaning that prices are not set by the real thing in the short term. Does the a stock price might rise alongside with the expectation, but it is really the expectation of the spectators, not the company itself. So, therefore, the real market investing. Let me rephrase that. Therefore, the Real market is investing, and then the a star market is the speculation. So, if you want to really invest, you want to get into the real investing game, not to invest in the stock market. So, in a sense, he argues that this particular idea of a stock market investing is really a giant distraction. It's actually distracting us from. Doing the real investing work by trading stocks, I think that is a really impactful way of looking at it, and I totally agree with them, in the sense that trading stocks or、um, trading the you know the uh, the uh, expectation game or aspector games is not really investing, and the true form of the common sense investing is buy a low cost index fund. And hold it forever. Buy and for buy and forget it, and that's it. All right, guys.、Uh, thank you for listening. I thought this is going to be a series, but we cover so much stuff. We 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 squeeze everything into one episode.、Um, hopefully, that's not too much for you guys. But、um, yeah, tomorrow we're gonna start a new book. All right. Thank you. Bye.